0: welcome to the lavender woman's podcast thank you for joining a group of people determined to become more refined grace-filled and graceful purpose-filled and purposeful each episode we recite an affirmation and we plant seeds of lavender not sure what that means it's simple We take that seed of lavender, usually one word, and we water and nurture it until it takes roots and begins to grow and manifest in our lives. Light a candle, rub on some essential oils, and grab a notebook. We're about to get started. Now a word from our sponsor, Better help. Have you ever considered what you would do if you only had one vehicle for your entire life? I'm pretty sure you would get the routine maintenance done. You would wash it frequently. You will make sure it has new tires and belts and hoses, whatever it needs, right? Because after all, this is your only vehicle for your entire life. We should think about our mental and brain health the exact same way. There's many ways to support a a healthy brain, you know, a, a stable mental health. You can incorporate yoga and meditation into your day. Even taking a nap can make a huge difference. Learning a new language can stimulate a healthy brain as well. But there's also BetterHelp Online therapy see a few years ago when my mental health started to decline i went to therapy hands down it was one of the best decisions i've ever made in my life my therapist taught me how to navigate through you know difficult and challenging times and how to feel my big feelings and emotions she gave me tools that to this day i reach back into that toolbox and i still use when necessary better help can be that tool for you it's online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions you don't ever have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to also BetterHelp is more affordable than in-person therapy they can match you in under 48 hours so you can start as soon as two days guys like that's really great as a lavender woman listener our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash lavender that's b-e-t-t-e-r-h-e-l-p.com slash lavender give it a try today you'll be glad you did Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Lavender Woman's Podcast. I am excited to bring another collaboration episode to you this week. I was asked for a second time to be a guest on my longtime friend's um, Q's podcast, which is entitled The Quiet Storm with Mr. Q. I helped him usher in season two of his show, and it was a great episode, guys. We talked all things relationships, all things healthy love, right? How to manifest the love of your dreams. And yeah, there was a lot of gem dropping. So thank you for listening. I hope that you can pull something from this episode that you can apply to your life. And like always, please um, rate, share, and subscribe. Without further ado, The Quiet Storm, Mr. Q, Times the Lavender Woman's Podcast.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Man, it's been a long journey to get back here. Season two kickoff of Wind Down Wednesday with the boy, Mr. Q. Welcome to season two of The Quiet Storm with Mr. Q. I'm glad to be back with you. Um, I took a little time off to get my life together for me, you know, just take care of some personal things and uh, do some mental cleaning and things of that nature. So I'm back with season two, and I am ready to rock with you guys, man. Uh, Hopefully, um, you know, we are able to share some stories that um, are able to impact other people, but also um, just kind of catch you up on what's been going on with me. Um, You know, the last couple of weeks, um, I've just kind of been working on getting some business things done and, you know, working on getting my mental state together and then also took some mental health days to take care of myself so um i'm back (laughs) i'm back um my music mood for the like the last couple of weeks has been all over the place so i'm not gonna bore you with the details of that just know it's been a lot of r&b vibes and a lot of um a lot of just chill mode type type of music so um you know it's just been like relaxing for the most part. So, again, welcome to season two. Um, Last night, if you checked out uh, the threesome show with um, Don, the the unlicensed sex doctor. Um, It's a good show, good time. Make sure you check it out um, if you haven't. It's on the Our Legacy Media page and it's also on the threesome page, uh, the threesome show page. Um, But like, what's really going on, man? I have a bunch of vibe killers also, but (laughs) I'm just going to go through the main one right now for me, and it's it's just like, it's, it's hard to kind of put into words how un- so many people are, right? It's weird because one, you, you would think that you would want to be a, a paying attention to your surroundings and what's going on around you, whether it's political, whether it's social, whether, whether it's community-wise, all those things. but. I'm shocked to find out that there are a lot of people that do not know that there's a midterm election going on in the next few weeks. Like, they all know about the presidential elections, but they don't know about the midterm elections, right? So, you don't know who the attorney general is, who the secretary of state is, you don't know who those people are that really have an impact on voting and, you know, keeping the integrity of democracy, right? So, there's a lot of people that don't know these things. And it it's alarming. Because it's, it's really something that we should be informed on. Like, you really should know who these people are, right? You should know what their ideology are, ideologies are. And yes, and um, Nikhil says, um, and the midterms mean more community-wise. Yes, absolutely, because it means that's a local level. Those things happen on a local level for us. And they impact your community, like how much money you get for roads, how much money you get for schools. Um, those those elections are important, but it it really perturbed me the other day when I was listening to this podcast that wasn't mine, of course, but it was another podcast that I can't name because you know they they're on a national level, I can't name them. But he was interviewing voters, potential voters, right? Democrats, Independents, Republicans, all 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 across the spectrum. He asked a question, he said, do you know what the, welcome, welcome, yes. Um, he said, do you know what a midterm election is? And the person was like, what is that? Like that blew my mind. Like you live in one of the biggest states and you don't know what a midterm election is. So that that brought me to my, my vibe killers for this week. And one is the dude from Georgia, that's running against Senator Warnock. The dude in Pennsylvania is running against Fetterman in Agent Orange. I cannot name these people, so I won't name these people. But you all know what I'm talking about. How brainwashed do we have to be to vote for people that mean nothing to the state that you live in, that don't even live in the state that you live in, have no idea what your state needs, has no idea what your state is about? how can you vote for these people just because they wear the banner of some organization that you support without having any ideology at all? Like they have no ties to your state. Your job is to serve the people. They don't care about the people. And I know I'm in my soapbox tonight, but it's my first episode of the season. So I get, I get to be on my soapbox. Okay. Whatever. But I, I say that because I, I usually don't watch the news at all, and I've just been watching my political shows and listening to my political podcasts and things of that nature. But all politicians have issues. No politician is perfect. There's no such thing as a perfect politician. If somebody tells you that there's a such thing as a perfect politician, they're lying to you. They're lying to you to play, play prey on your ignorance, as my producer says. Yes, they do prey on the ignorance of people. But my thing is, unless we are, as a community, are vigilant on the things that we need to get done, unless we are the change that we want to see, nothing's ever going to change. And I know that we've been driving home to vote, 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 vote. But until you get the right people in office, then nothing's going to change. So my vibe killers for the week are the dude from Georgia, the dude in Pennsylvania, and Agent Orange, And also people that don't know about the midterm elections. I need you guys to educate yourselves. If you're in the state of Virginia, if you're in the state of Maryland, if you're in the state of Pennsylvania, anywhere in the country, educate yourself. Understand exactly what's happening. Know who the people are that are running. Know what their stance are. um, Stances are. Know what platform they're running on. Because it's one thing to let people pull the wool over your eyes without doing anything to do about it. But fight, that's my, that's my end statement. Fight, 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 that's it. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm gonna get off my soapbox again. Um, I mean, welcome back. And again, I am really, really excited to have my guest again. And like literally, like she was on episode three of season one. Uh, she's a wonderful individual. Um, she goes by CB, but I know her as Candace. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and bring my sister on here. She's a mother, a podcaster, a entrepreneur. She does a lot of things. Again, she's probably known as a Jamaican, as she said in the, as the last show. But CB, welcome to the show. Come on, bring her on, brother. Hey, what's up, sis? Hey. How you doing?
0: I'm well. How are you?
1: I can do I'm good. I'm good. Glad to see that you're well, and I see that your office looks a little different than it did the last time we were on the show.
0: See, that was nobody's business, Q. Why you putting me out there like that? That was nobody's business. I told you by the next podcast I was going to have my office together. Here we are. You did.
2: You did. You
3: did.
1: You did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for
1: inviting me. Of course, I had to call you out because we had, we had the, the pregame show beforehand, so we were just talking. But... Welcome back, man. It's been two months since I had you on the show. So welcome to season two. And again, we are talking about a different subject other than what we talked about before. So um, I'm going to start it like this. I guess I'm going to start with, let's let's start with talking about what are some of the hallmarks of building a good relationship, in your opinion?
0: Mm. In my opinion, and based on my experience from navigating divorce to singleness to a very healthy and thriving relationship, mm-hmm. you guys have to do your internal work. I think people just think, oh, if I find my person, it's gonna solve all my problems. And no, like if you are having, you know, issues, if you are having trust issues, first of all, you have to love yourself. I always tell people, do your work first and then your person will find you. Or in my case, I found my person. But whatever the scenario, work on yourself you know uh you just can't jump from relationship to relationship people do it all the time for me that wasn't the goal i just wanted to heal from the things that had broken me um i wanted to take some time to get to know who i was in this new phase of my life cuz i had never met this woman before right so mm. i wanted to spend time with her i wanted to nurture her i wanted to make sure that she was good in all you know aspects of my life and then when your person comes along you're actually able to receive them you're the type of person that's you know able to receive this amazing person but if you don't do the work you could meet an a, you know a remarkable person and fumble that bag you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm.
3: right.
0: work on yourself so that when your person comes along it's it's like work you know it's just an easy transition from singleness to thriving relationship.
1: All right, so so you said a whole bunch there, and that 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 that's like something that we probably don't talk about enough
0: mm-hmm.
1: in relationships, and also just interaction with people. Yeah, you 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 can fumble a good friendship or a good relationship if you don't look for the right signs, right?
0: Oh, for so sure.
1: I, I think that some people run into the the aspect of let me put my best, my best aspect forward first and not really work on the back end stuff, I can fix that on the back end. That's not how it works, right? No. So I think, like, when we're talking about building relationships, whether it's a friendship or an actual relationship, we have to, like, go into the phases of building the foundation. We talked about foundations before, where you have to build a foundation because if not, the relationship is going to crumble if the foundation isn't strong. For sure. So my question to you is this. um, Like, did you have a, a... friendship with this with the with the person that you claimed as your person um like did you have a friendship with them before or was it something that was like like, a work in progress when you guys went through that
0: okay so to piggyback on what you said prior the thing about relationships friendships any type of dynamic where there's you know two or more people involved right what you don't heal will always reveal itself in those relationships Mm -hmm. you can sweep it under the rug you all you want and try to act like it doesn't exist Please believe me, it's going to surface in your relationships. And, you know, that's whether it's a work relationship, you know, with your boss, whether that's a relationship with your parents, it doesn't matter the dynamic. The things that we do not heal will rebuild themselves in our closest relationships. So for me, after I was just like, I am done because I have told you, the entire world, my podcast audience, anybody that will listen, that it is ghetto out here, okay? Trash. And after you know, an 18 year relationship getting back out here, it was like, yo, everything has changed since I was last single. Hey, everything is different, and I was like, I don't want to be a part of this. I tried my hand at dating, it did not go well, and I just was like, I'm not doing it. I'm just going to be in my house, chilling, raising my kids, you know, watching cold case um, dramas on Netflix or whatever, and when I'm ready. It'll happen organically, it'll happen naturally. And so apparently I was ready because a friendship from many, many, many years ago mm-hmm. has blossomed into a like the most I can't even I can't I can't explain it. Um it's a love that is very impactful. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, when I think about my my current relationship. Loving him, loving me and me loving him has been very impactful in my life. It, it kind of just changes everything. But I think that's because I was willing to do the work. I was willing to be single. I was willing to be quote unquote lonely or whatever society may call it. Right. Mm-hmm. In order to be the healthiest um, and, and version of myself so that when he came along, I was ready. And so, yeah, we um, we've known each other a really, really long time. Um, but we both were previously married, so it was never a thought in our minds that we would ever be together. Like it never crossed our minds. And when we started that communicating, it was like, yo, know, this just feels so natural. It just feels so, you know, just easy. And yeah, and here we are.
1: You know, I, 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 um, I didn't think that that type of story would actually happen Listen. in real life because, like, literally, that that sounds like something that's written in a movie. That sounds like, sound like somebody actually wrote the script out for you, right? So
0: you know how often I sit and I be like, yo, this is my life. Because I honestly did not see this for myself either. You know, I just kind of felt after trying to date and the ghetto experiences that I had, I was like, I'm not doing this, right? I'm going to raise my kids. You know, I have an 18-year-old and a 14-year-old. I'm like, I'm just going to pour into the young women. That are about to go out into the world. I'm not even going to think about love. I'm not even going to think about a relationship. I cut everybody off. And you know me. I'm the queen of blocking people. So mm-hmm. you're not going to call my Instagram bothering me. I will block you. You're not going to be in my phone. For the bill that I paid bothering me. I will block you. And that's kind of what I did. I just blocked out all the noise. And I just got mm-hmm. quiet. And I sat with myself. And I just. Every day. I'm like yo this is my life. You know to be loved the way that. He loves me after everything that I've endured relationally, you know, with um, people. It's remarkable. I really, it is. It's like one of those, you know, the love that you you dream of, the love that you hope for, mm-hmm. you actually obtained it. So it's just a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah. So that that's that's really one of those things where I I I really am happy that we're having this conversation because one, you need to have more stories like this because the horror stories are out there. You know, the the bad the bad dating situations, the bad situationships, the bad breakups, all those things are out there. But to hear something like this coming from a person that I've known since we were kids, like and to know that the journey has come full circle for you, I'm I'm really, really happy to hear this. Also, um, Mr. Chambers said organic love is important. So if it came organic for you guys. Like it's a, it's a chance for everybody. So I think that this, this is out there for everybody.
0: Absolutely. I'm telling you it's possible. I tell people all the time, like the love that you desire is possible. You just haven't met that person yet, right? You haven't crossed paths, you know, paths with the person that is capable of loving you in the way that you respond to. Um, You, you may have to go through a couple, you might have to take a couple of L's, you know? Okay. Um and it's gonna be quick or it's gonna be the first person you meet or the second, maybe not even the third, right. I'm telling you it exists. Um it's I really I sit here every day and I just tell him like every single day. I know I probably get on his last nerve, but he acts like I don't, so it's fine. And I'm just like he when
1: talked, I put the berry up already. He already knows. He already knows.
0: <laughs> Right. But, you know, I told him, I was like, listen, I know that I'm not easy to love. You know, I've gone through some traumatic experiences and I've, you know, I've just dealt with a lot of, you know, toxicity and things. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what do you mean you're not easy to love? He was like, loving you, is, it just comes so naturally to me. He loves all the parts of me, right? So he loves the parts of me that he may not even quite understand, but he's willing to learn. And mm-hmm. i What makes it so beautiful? He doesn't just brush it off and say, Oh, I don't understand that, or I've never experienced that, or I don't get that. He meets every part of me with empathy. And that was so important to me that he listens. Like, y'all, a man that listens. I can't even.
3: We exist. We exist. We do exist.
0: They do, because I also, that was a big thing for me, like, not just to communicate, but to be heard, right? And so that's how I think that we will always provide a safe place for each one of us to land and that we will always make each other feel loved, seen, heard and appreciated. That's mm-hmm. really how we um, build our relationship. And it's what we do every day.
1: OK, gotcha. Hold up, because um, my producer keeps putting cha- uh, <laughs> see. The there. So I'm like, wait, while you're talking, I don't want to interrupt you. So you go, you go back to uh, the first one that Mikhail put up there. All right. So she says the dating pool was trash, but when God shows up, he shows up in a way you least expect. I can agree with that. And I'm quite sure you can attest to that because that's what you're living right now. Right.
0: I just have no idea. Like, you have (laughs) no idea. Like, I'm not even going. I don't even want to put my horror stories out there because I
1: don't do that. that. This is not the time or the place for that. Let
0: me tell you, I've met every type of dude. Right. Read
1: that one real quick. Read that one real quick.
0: To know that true love still exists. It does. Um, you know, there's love after love because clearly I love my ex husband. We were together mm-hmm. for 18 years, right?
3: Mm-hmm. So I
0: don't just go to the bad parts of that relationship, but there's love after love, right? There's love after divorce, there's love after heartbreak, there's love after you rebuild yourself and heal yourself. There's mm-hmm. love for you at every stage of your life. You just have to be committed to the journey and mm-hmm person will come alongside you and hold your hand the rest of the way, but you have to start that journey on your own. You know, you just can't stand still and wait for some, you know, shining knight in armor to come get you. Then that's yeah. and that's something that I, I honestly think it doesn't quite happen that way. But I think mm-hmm. if you proceed on your journey to mm-hmm. healing and your journey to bettering yourself and your journey to showing up as your authentic self, that person will meet you on that journey and then y'all can continue a journey together.
1: Mm, all right, so Nakel um, also said that true love really does exist. It's worth waiting for, which I, I'm, I'm quite sure, I'm seeing you glowing on the screen right now, so I feel it, I hear it, I see it, I'm good. Like, it's just so much of a, of a fairy tale for some people. What up, Reef, my man, what's happening, cuz? <laughs> my dude. And um, she, yeah. she likes. She likes Amanda. Listens as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, "I can wholeheartedly understand your stories without even hearing them." That makes sense. Yeah. But, you know, most people, most people will will discount the fact that you had to experience anything like this first, right? Like you, you had. They don't want to go through the pitfalls and and the things that that come with being single and you know wanting to meet somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's tough. It's tough. Um, what, what did she say? What's that? What, what did my producer say?
0: If loving you is all that I had to do, I don't want to do anything else. Like seriously, I wake up in awe of loving this man every day. Like it's it's a gift, you know, it's a it's a blessing from God. Like every day before my feet hit the floor, as I said on the previous episode, before I check my phone, before I check in with the world, I always check in with myself, I always talk to God, and He is a part of my prayer every single morning. Like, God, thank you for waking me up. Thank you for blessing my family, waking my family up. Thank you for the roof over my head, you know, the food in my refrigerator, the job that allows me to provide. Thank you for the love of my life. Thank you for creating such a person to love me. Like, it's a part of my daily mantra of how I live my life. So, yeah, I think, you know, to circle back to what you said about having to go through the L's, right? To get to your win. Right. It's up to you how many L's you're willing to take, right? Because you don't have to keep taking those L's either, right? Well, yeah. for me, I kept running into... <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> me, I like that,
3: that was
0: good. Yeah, that was good. I kept running into the same person just in a different body, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and when you are aware of that, it's like, yo, what am I really doing? This person looks different, but they showing up the same. You know what I'm saying? It's like you are yeah. tired, it's like are you're way.
1: attracting, yeah. It's like are at, you're attracting at that point.
0: And that's where that healing is important because this is the type of person that I keep attracted. So what is that saying about me, right? Mm-hmm. You eventually mm-hmm. get tired of lies dipped in honey. You know what I'm saying? Like a lie will look real good to you when it has a little bit of honey on it and it look awesome. <laughs> I you, love
1: that. I love that. That's, that's one of that. That's one of those old country sayings that we had back in the day. Tired
0: of lies dipped in honey because the thing about it is you're going to eventually like bite into that lie. And the honey is gonna go away, and you're gonna taste the bitterness, and you're gonna taste, you know, the poison that's within that person, that's within that life. And so I had to take a look. <laughs> look <at> my- really, <laughs>
1: really. <laughs> no, so- it, it, you're telling the truth. You're telling the truth, but right. I, I, I think he was hitting the gas, but it sounded weird. I don't know why it sounded it weird. It
0: did, but it's okay.
1: It sounded um, weird to us, but on, well, I'm listening to it here, but it's uh, yeah, cool. Go all ahead. Right. So
0: I was like, why do I keep attracting the same person in a different body? Like, what am I doing? Like, what about me tells this type of person that this is what I'm looking for, or this is what I want, or this is what I deserve, or this is what I feel that I'm worthy of because this is not what I want. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I need to do my part because when you are really out here, like living in your authentic healed self, that person is not even going to approach you no more because number one they're going to be intimidated by your life, first of all, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they're not going to bring any light to your life. They bring yeah. darkness and they bring this you know—this cloud that hovers over your life constantly. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I've been dimming my light for so long that this type of person thinks that they can just show up in my life. And it's like, no, you're not welcome over here. So keep that over there. And once I really start doing my work and just tuning people out and you come on my page, you know, let me do this, let me do that, and I block you, you don't have access to me anymore. And that's kind of where I was.
1: Right. So um Mikel says, yes, people forget to think God wants to get their dreams. Listen, oh, <laughs> that that's a that's a true statement. So again, you know, I won't I won't pretend to be this holy religion God, religious guy. But I do take out time to thank the man above for allowing me to be blessed to be here, right? Sure. But also, like you said, you take time out for yourself, you take time out to bless, you know, you know, pray for your blessings that you have.
2: Mm-hmm. Those
1: are the things that most people forget. Um, but also you you also have to remember that most people don't really know what they're what to expect if they're not fully healed themselves yet, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, <clears throat> like you said, you told the story about how you kept attracting the same person in a different body. Mm-hmm. I think most people do that. And because they're used to certain signs that make them feel comfortable, they're gonna stay with the things that make them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. They're gonna stay in their comfort zone and they're gonna stay there because it's normal to them at that moment.
3: Mm-hmm. They haven't
1: fully experienced anything different.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Right. And I, I think that, you know, as a you know, a hopeless romantic, like my man Reef said in the in the chat here the hopeless romantic will be like, okay, maybe I can make this work. Maybe I can make these things a reality. But if it's not the right person, there's nothing you can do to make that work. You, you know? have to be
0: the perfect partner to the wrong person, and none of it is going to matter. Like, um, and it doesn't take away you know, um, how great you are, but you could do everything right for the wrong person and end up you know, in a situation that's unfavorable. Um, it just it matters who you're connected to. It really does. You know, it matters who you pour into, it matters who your heart is connected to, it matters who you um want to like create a life with. All of those things matter. And I think the scary thing about this relationship, if I had not, you know, done my healing work is that this type of love is it can be scary, right? If you are in a place where you can receive this type of love, right?
1: So- mm-hmm. real quick before you go into that next, that next talk.
0: I have longed for true love for a long time, but now that I have it, I'm going to make sure I take care of it. Listen, that's, that's like major right there because it's a lot of people now that I think have met their person, right? Or have been really close to meeting their, their person and mm-hmm. you know, so they fumbled it because they think oh i got them that's all i have to do no the journey continues right the individual work is just as important as the collective work so while both people are individually you know becoming the highest versions of themselves that makes the collective work to be in a healthy relationship you know um easier to navigate so yeah you can meet your person and lose your person like mm-hmm. Because I don't think we have like one soulmate. I've said that before. I think we meet people at different stages of our lives, and just depending on the stage in our life depends on the longevity of the relationship. So um, I, I really feel like who we attract is a reflection of ourselves, and that, you know and that can be really you know discouraging sometimes. That can be really heartbreaking sometimes. But take a just stop and take a look at yourself. We can't always just you know blame everything on the other person. Stop. <clears throat> yourself and be like yo what is up with me right for sure like, what am i doing what do i need to do differently how do i need to show up in the world differently i'm very chill i'm very relaxed. um who you are at the beginning is who you need to continue to be yeah like um you know how you first meet a person and, mm-hmm. and you know they're doing all of this stuff you know to <laughs> okay. You know, several months in, everything just stops—the date night stop, and the cute little morning text stop, and the little, yeah. you know, gifts that he might leave around the house stop. Why stop? Right? Like, because he
1: feels like he already got you. So, what? What I need to keep going doing the same thing for? You, you know, and that's that's the first that's, that's, that's the way that we think sometimes when when we're we're on the track of not understanding that we need to continue to do the things that got you. Yeah, you yeah.
3: never stop. You right. never stop.
1: Space. I think that that was a part of of most most of the failed situations, relationships, and things of that nature that happen for most people is because they stop doing the little things. The little things that caught me do those things to keep me right. Because at the end of the day, like you have to make sure that you are giving me the things that made me like you in the first place, or make me love you in the first place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that's the hardest part because most people don't really see it.
0: And you know, the the other part to that is this, and I had to learn this in my current relationship, right? Because I really think I got that wrong in my marriage. I think me and my ex got this like way wrong in our marriage. Mm-hmm. You got to love your person in their love language, not mm-hmm. yours, Right. What? Because we think, oh, if I do this, because we like these things, that our partner um, is going to be receptive to those things. And that may not be the case if that's not a part of their love language, if that's not a part of their love DNA, right? So it's really important to get to know your partner, get to know the things that you know, turn them on, the things to make them smile, the things that matter to them the most. And you do those things. You don't love your partner the way you want to be loved. You love them the way that they need to be loved. And, you know, the idea is that they will in turn love you the way that you need to be loved. And so um, me and my partner's love languages are a little bit different. And we are, you know, super intentional on me showing up for him in the way that he receives love. Mm-hmm. And for me in the way that I receive love. So I think that's where a lot of people get it wrong. We love people how we want people to love us. And that may not be how that person needs to be loved.
1: Well, you know what? The funny thing is, <laughs> Nikel just said, it's important to treat the 100th date like the first. Keep pouring into one another. Right. You, you have to keep building upon the things that you've done. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you keep the spark going you keep the you keep the freshness of the relationship yeah but i think i think again we get pigeonholed into these things where we're like okay if it starts to go sour what's happening we don't actually communicate what's going on like commi- like she said connection was important earlier connection communication and actual understanding and empathy and sympathy are very very key things that most people don't know how to provide, right? Yeah, and you, you have to understand that also. Like, if a person's been hurt or they're jaded to the fact that love doesn't exist, mm-hmm. they're going to do things a certain way. Mm-hmm.
2: Right?
1: So, the moment you show them love, the moment you say, you know what, I actually dig you, like, let me let me let me put a little bit more into you, yeah, they're they're gonna get scared. Whether it's a man or a woman, they're gonna get scared. They're going to be like, yo, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, Slim. That's not what we're here for right now. Because they're not ready to receive the love that that that, that might be out there for them, right?
3: Right.
1: Because they're, they're, one, again, we're going back to the comfort zones. We're going back to my usual is this. And this is what I'm used to. So when you do something different, it's foreign. And it throws me off. So Mm -hmm. I don't know how to approach it. I don't know whether it whether I should touch it, whether I should grab it, you know, whatever. You know, yeah. Do I hug it? Do I need to kiss it? What's that? What's happening, right? So you have to be, you have to be open. And I think that's what happens with a lot of people when they go through these dating situations and scenarios. Like you bring in your extra baggage, you bring in things that don't really fit because you're trying to tell people what you need, mm-hmm. but it's almost like a red flag. Like I'm about to get into that, hold on. And then let's see, and you have to be willing to have tough conversations with honesty. Yes, you have to have conversations with honesty and love. However, it doesn't always come out like that when you have a person that doesn't really understand that type of language, right? And then music said, um, sometimes the red flags are prior fears. Yes, absolutely. Because when I've been I've been stepped on before. I've been kicked to the curb before. I've been done this way before. So what makes you different? What makes you love me? Why? We find ourselves asking why,
0: right? Yeah. You think people have like ulterior motives. Like, why are you here? Like, what oh, do you, who, you want? Who, from? Sent you? who sent you? Who sent you? What do you want from me? <laughs> um, you know, to the red flags comment, yeah, red flags are often just our fears being projected out, right? But also when you find yourself in a season of loneliness or a season of, um maybe even desperation right Your legs will look pink when you want something so badly right so you'll kind of start overlooking the things that you know are going to be an issue for you just to say i have somebody right um yeah. you know, me and this person we're together and the whole time you already know it's like six seven things that are deal breakers for you but yeah. you You are in this state where you just want something so, you know, so desperately, you just want a sense of belonging and, you know, to, to piggyback on the whole dynamic of, you know, being afraid of, of healthy love Mm -hmm. for me and for most, I think people in our generation who grew up, you know, um, born in the eighties, I think I was like one of the best decades ever to be born. Absolutely. Of the 90s, is is just top tier, right? <laughs>
3: for sure.
0: Like, seriously. But, you know, there was a lot of toxicity going on with our parents during that time, right? Our parents were navigating some really difficult eras. And so, for a lot of us, it's hard. It's really, it's harder to be what you've never seen right. so of us who grew up in single parent households, or you know, grew up in households where we had a parent that was absent or wasn't involved or engaged, mm-hmm. it's possible to have a healthy relationship just because you've never seen one modeled for you, but it can, you know, have its own set of difficulties because you've never seen it in real time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to just be intentional on what you want like, how, how do you want love to fill in your life, right? How do you want your relationship to I want to wake up in the morning with joy. I want to wake up with peace. I want to go to bed with peace and I'm to go to bed with joy too. Right. And so having a, a partner that can cultivate those things in my life is important. You can't come over here with your drama. It's not welcome here. Like I will not allow it. And so yeah. because yeah. you've never seen it doesn't mean you can't obtain it. You know, you just may have to work harder at it.
1: Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I think, I think really, um, coming from the era that we're we're in, like you said, like coming from the era where we didn't see the actual real connections being formed, it made it harder for the generation after that to be like, oh man, love is love. It's going to be what it is. But when you don't see the genuine article of love, it's hard to project that on yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you said with the red flags being pink, it's because you're, you're seeing the caution, but you don't want to acknowledge it. So yeah. right, we're talking about pink flags. We're talking about flags that could be, you know, yellow but going into green, mm-hmm. but we don't see it because we don't really want to acknowledge that those things are happening, right? Um
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and I think I think we've really we we run the risk of like contaminating the things that we think ourselves because we don't really see the full picture of it. We're looking at it on a slanted view or or a, what is it? Um, tunnel vision. We get tunnel vision on the thing that we want.
3: Yeah.
1: To force it or manifest it into happening. When you do that though, it does not become organic. It doesn't work. It doesn't fit. Nope. It's something that is just going to drain you. It's going to, it's, it's, it's something versus, it's a, it's not a connection, it's an attachment, which is something that is sucking the life out, out of you, You're sucking your energy.
0: It's an unhealthy attachment, and yeah. you will suffer, you know, like, and that's not even trying to be negative, that's yeah. being realistic, you <laughs> will, a, yeah. you will, a, will suffer when you force these relationships or when you force, you know, a person to be with you, and if, you know, this is also something that I've learned, Um, we want to out but we are scared that we may be cutting out the one that's another thing too right like like okay like I don't know about this person but then you're in the back of your mind like what if this is my person like let me tell you what I've learned from that experience I talked about this yesterday with my part-time job the difference between anxiety and discernment Mm
3: -hmm.
0: anxiety you're gonna feel uptight it's gonna feel tense it's gonna feel constricting and restricting right Mm-hmm. You are trying to figure out things in your life when you have to make really, you know, hard decisions. So when you have to make important decisions, mm-hmm. when it's discernment. Like when it's when you feel it down in your spirit, when like your soul is speaking to you, there's going to be a sense of ease, right? I'm not saying that it's going to be an easy decision either way, but there's just going to be a, a more sense of calmness and a more sense of ease in that decision that you have to make. Mm-hmm. If you can't sleep at night, if you can't eat. If you are tossing and turning, you know, headaches every day, nervous, anxious, that's not a good look. You know, no. that is literally your nervous system trying to warn you that it's, it's, you know, it's, it's trying to warn you that this is not good for you. We are trying to look out for you. And it's up to you whether to listen or not. But when you are discerning whether something is for you, or whether a situation, a person, a job, whatever the case may be, it's mm-hmm differently. It's not going to be so overwhelming that it causes you to even feel sickly, you know, like anxiety can make you feel ill, you know, and so if those are the type of feelings that you're having around a decision that is literally your body's response to the decision that you're making, you know, telling you to go the other way. You're saying yeah. I will go left and your whole entire nervous system is saying, no bro, let's go yeah. No, sis, We need to go this way and right. so, go this way and that's where that suffering comes in, right? Um, but yeah, there. I think, I really think because, of course, when I got married, I was like, oh, this is it. You know, like we in this until the wheels fall off. I just feel, <laughs> you, know, you know, have grandkids and great grandkids if our children choose to have children. Mm-hmm. And things then pan out that way. And that's why I was like, you have to be open to the different stages of your life. Um, because I could have been just completely closed off to the idea of love, but this love showed up in a way that felt good in my spirit. You know, it felt good. Just, just overall, it was just a feeling of comfort and ease. And so that's why you have to be one with yourself as well. You have to know your body. You have to know how you respond to things. And like, that's why I don't think you can ever mess it up when you are being true with the intention of how you move forward with a person. So, right.
1: So he said, uh my producer said, it's, it's the fight, flight, or stay uh, mentality that you're dealing with. That, yeah. The body reacts. Yeah. My thing is, we we get we get so turned off by listening to our body for some some point. I, I don't know what what happened to cause us not to listen to our body.
3: Yeah.
1: Like what? Where did we get? Like derailed from listening to what feels good to us and what doesn't feel good, right? Because, yeah. like you, you, like we're forcing ourselves through trauma at this point, and we shouldn't be,
3: mm-hmm.
1: because our body's going to tell us, yo, you shouldn't be here. This yeah. is not good for you. Mm-hmm. Like you said, most of the time, all right, as a man, we don't pay attention to any of those signs, and I, I'm not even lying to you, like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: like. What feels good in the moment is what we focus on.
3: Yeah. I don't think about
1: anything else, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna get a lot of flack from the guys on this one. I don't really care because it's my show. I don't care. <laughs> I will say this: like when you're in the moment, what feels good to you, that's it. Like, I don't see past the moment. Like what what ends up happening for me, and, and this is this is a little bit, you know, of, in, of me sharing, like when I get in relationships, situationships myself. Like, I don't really, like, I don't see the next moment. I see the moments that we're in. I enjoy those moments. Those are the moments that I love. Like, if I can't see past that moment, then it feels like it's forcing forcing myself to do something that I'm not ready to do at this point, right? And that's just being honest. Like And and like, I don't like people to try to force me to do things when I'm not ready to do it. Society tells us to ignore what our heart tells us. Absolutely. Yes. I agree with you on that one. Um, not listening to that gut instinct is what's dangerous for women, yes. Because you're as a woman, it tells your body tells you your gut tells you, hey, yeah, I need to stay away from this shit, but I'm still drawn to it, right? Yeah. Like, but again, back to me, Sharon, as 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 what, what I feel, right? Like I feel like I don't I don't let enough people in one to understand what's going on in my mind. And it's because I've been in relationships and situationships and all this shit over the years that don't really become fruitful for me. Like there's nothing that I can gain from this. Like there's nothing that like, there's nothing that is different for me. It doesn't, doesn't feel organic. It's forced. Like I don't like those forced situations. I don't. I don't like to be a part of those. Like
0: when you get into these situations, I think it's just important to be honest with the other person about what you want from this connection. You know. So often you said no.
1: Listen, one thing. One thing. I I keep hearing that word honesty. Right. Mm-hmm. There's certain levels of honesty that you can give a woman. As a man, that that's gonna be accepted. So we have to be very careful. Nope,
0: nope, nope. Let me let me tell you why that.
1: Oh shit!
0: You're you're meeting women, um, at a place in their life where they're not ready to receive that type of honesty. Ah,
1: okay. That's, that's what I needed to hear. Thank you.
0: No, that's the truth because I've been that woman before, right? This is not you know stepping on any of my sister's toes or throwing no shade. I've been that woman too, right? Where a man is being completely honest with me, and I don't want to hear it because I'm a I'm a good woman, and I know that you're going to be happy over here, and we're going to build a life together. And he's just like, "Yo, I just want to go out and have fun. I don't want a, nothing serious. This is what we do, right?"
1: We, I'm always honest, though. Hold up, music. I'm always honest. Don't 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 get it twisted. What I'm saying to you is,
0: <laughs> it, it
1: says you have to, Mister Q. You have to be honest at all times. Yes, the truth. What what happens is you can't get a, you can't get caught in the truth once again. Yes, you're right. But what happens is you can't be a person that projects that you're down for whatever and then not be down for whatever.
0: You're meeting, you know, people, you're meeting women that that are not ready to receive that level of that level of honesty. Right. (laughs) Because oftentimes we think we can change your mind. So we'll be down for the cause. Right. We'll be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I'm just here to have fun, too. But
3: that's good. good. It doesn't happen.
0: After you hang out long enough, I'm gonna be able to change your mind. And 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 ladies, that's something that we have to stop doing because men are putting up boundaries, they're letting us know this is not what I want or this is what I want. And we are convinced that we can change their minds and we Mm shouldn't try to come trying to change anybody's mind about us, right? Yeah,
1: Yeah, you you, you gotta you gotta read this one because this this is coming from a woman.
0: Sometimes we want to fix the man and show him why we're so great, but ignore what someone is saying. That's exactly what I'm saying, right?
1: Yes. Yes. A lot of- The the listeners get it.
0: (laughs) That's why I was like, no, you can be honest with a woman that's ready to receive honesty, right? You can't be honest with any person, man, woman, whoever, that's not ready to receive like a, a true level of honesty. I don't care who they are. I don't care what they do for a living. I don't care how educated they are. If they haven't met that mentality, they're not going to be able to receive your honesty, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to have that mindset that I can change his mind. He's saying that right now, but I can change his mind. Give, give it three months and he's going to want to be with me. And he's no. already told you he doesn't want to be
1: with you. No, he's already giving you the sign. He's already giving you the sign.
0: he got to respect that man's boundaries and keep it moving.
1: So my man Reef just kind of Take you back on what you said. Boundaries and love languages should be expressed from the start of the relationship. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. A lot of
1: people don't think about how the other person gives or receives love. Mm-hmm. That is one hundred percent what we're talking about tonight. Like mm-hmm. I feel like the conversation flew so flew by so fast that I forgot that we were talking about relationships at this point. <laughs> yes. like, but literally, the conversation was just us talking about the mm-hmm. things that we experienced, right? And I agree with you one hundred percent, Reef. Thank you, sir. And Nacelle agrees with you one thousand percent as well but like we have to understand that these things come up like so often that we need to have these conversations before anything else takes place mm-hmm. like before there's a physical connection before there's a like a you know anything that we think might be a connection we need to talk about these things first mm-hmm. but i can't blame anybody for any of the relationships and situations that i've ever been in. Because I was the main catalyst of a lot of that shit. And I ain't gonna lie to you, and it was me being defensive of myself. I was I was being secure and and taking care of myself, right? I was taking care of me. I wasn't worried about what you felt as a woman. I didn't care. And just be being honest, in my in my younger years, I can give two shits about what you felt. Mm. I get no fucks whatsoever. And most people will be like, "Man, you don't seem like that type of dude," but. I wasn't mean about it but I'm going to be a person that's going to tell you. I'm here for a short time, not a long time baby. That's where I'm going. I'm I got shit to do. I got places to be. I don't have time for love at this point in my life. And that's how I approached every woman that I met.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But the women that stayed around, the women that stayed the women that stayed around they understood that. And you know, they never questioned me on it. They never said, hey, well, why are you why do you feel like that? They never tried to change my mind about how I felt. And and I, I appreciated them because now I re- I look back and I was like, damn, she was a good woman. I really could've I, I really fucked that up. <laughs> I really fucked that up in my younger years. You well,
0: know, those women respected your boundary and the thing for them to stick around it, I mean that so they didn't want the opposite of what you were willing to give. Because a woman who want, who truly wants the opposite of what you're willing to give, they're not going to stick around. They're going to still respect your boundary, but they want to keep it moving, right? Because I'm not going to stick around in something that's not going anywhere if I know I want to go somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So there's levels to this. You can be with the shits too, right? You meet women every day who just are, who want a fun time, want a good time, right? And that's fine. But if my goal is to be in a monogamous relationship with, you know, a person that listens, that communicates, does all the things, right? Checks all the boxes. Mm -hmm. You're telling me that's not what you want. What am I here for? Right. Why am I here? What am I doing besides wasting my time, wasting your time? This is not going to go anywhere because we are not aligned. We want two different things and that's fine, right? You can want what you want and I can want what I want. But if what we both want doesn't meet collectively here, then what are we doing? The whole Mm -hmm. point is to come together you know, to uh, just to add to each other's life, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: In, a, in a healthy relationship, the emotional wellness of the other person, it matters. And I always tell my girlfriends now, like, are you ready to be in a relationship? Are you ready to be the emotional support for another person? Are you ready to, you know, stand in the gap for this person? Are you ready to hold space for them? Are you ready to be this, you know, are you ready to show up for this person in this mm-hmm. way? Sometimes we're not. We're just lonely. We're just lonely. You
1: know we're you're trying not to fill right. a space. We're trying to fill a space in the void. Exactly. And Nikhil okay. says we're setting ourselves up for failure. Like when you start to do things like that, when you have divergent paths, right? If your paths are going here when they should be coming here, I get what you're saying on that. Like you 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 have to make sure that you're aligning with the person that you want to be with, right? Mm-hmm. But again, this all goes back to communication and understanding and sympathy and empathy, right? But just because I'm sympathetic to what you want doesn't always mean I'm going to give you what you want. Yes,
3: right? Very true. And
1: and I think that's the that's the other hard part of most people getting to the point where they start to settle for things that are less than what they expect. Right. So right. You, we start to dial back those standards. You're like, I have standards as myself, but. Because I want to fill this void, I'm going to take a little less than what I'm expecting. Right? Listen,
0: I, I saw a meme earlier today that speaks to exactly what you're saying. I was looking forward to my phone. If you saw me looking down, I said, what did I do with this? So look, this is what it said. You settle for things because you think there's a shortage of the availability of what you really want. Mm-hmm. There's not. The job, the relationship, the life, the peace, the joy, the wealth, the creativity. It's all available. Choose it over familiar and that's I think that's what we do we settle because we're so afraid that what we want it doesn't exist and it's just true you just haven't met the person yet Mm. you haven't landed that job yet you haven't moved into that neighborhood yet you haven't just haven't gotten there yet it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist or it's not attainable we have to stop settling another thing my grandmother always told me everything that settles is at the bottom and when you think about that in the, in the, you know, the reality of relationships, right? If we have a cup of water, I have a bottle of water here. I don't have a cup, right? But if this was a cup of water and I drop a rock inside of this, if the rock is going to settle to the bottom, that's right. what we look like when we settle for relationships that are not meant for us. You are the rock and you are literally going to the bottom of this bottle when you should be at the top floating with your person, right? And so- I refused to settle had I I my standards. So I was so set on my standards. I was so set on my goals and what I wanted that I meant no one that could not meet me where I was and then us go higher together could even penetrate, you know, the protective layers that I had put against myself. Like you, I don't settle. I tell people all the time, do not settle. I don't care if that means you're single for a year. I don't care if that means you're single for five years. Whatever it takes, do not settle. You are going to regret it later in your life. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, I know. Do not
1: settle. No. Well, we got no settling. Um, Nikhil really agrees with you. She says it's true. Right. So um,
0: I'm serious. If y'all didn't get nothing else from this podcast tonight, do not settle. <laughs> you got to believe me on this.
1: So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna close it out like this. I mean, my man Reef, he's, he he summed it up for us as well. The the world is a huge place. Yeah, it's, it's forever changing. It's always gonna mm-hmm. give us different avenues to go now. So there's no need for you to settle if you have certain goals and parameters that you're looking for. Yeah. So relationship-wise, friendship-wise, professional-wise, all of those things,
3: mm-hmm.
1: we have to have that open mindset. Mm-hmm. And I always say this, I'm, I'm, all, I'm always open to reach one person, that's it. Yeah. If I reach one person a night, if we reach one person a night together, collectively as a group, then we are doing our job. for
3: sure. The thing
1: yeah. is, each one teach one, bring everybody along with us, but <clears throat> I will say this and it's going to be one of those things where I just really am 100% ecstatic for you. Know? Like, like I've I've I watched the, the vacation video, I watched all of those things. And I was like, yo, yo that, that was so much fun to me. Cause I was like, you told me you were gonna do it. It was so perfect. Um, but I, I really appreciate that type of black love being out there, so.
0: Yeah, he loves me
1: out loud. Yeah, no, and then that's the part. That, that's the part that's different about most people. Out loud. But, and being being loved out loud and being loved on social media is totally different. So different. We'll, that's a whole other conversation, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but tell the people before before we close out for the night, because I think we only like right around five minutes left or whatever, but before we go tonight, tell the people where they can find you at, you know, tell them your social media handles, your podcast, all those good things. And even tell them about the... Um, the candle business and the, the self care business stuff that we got.
0: Now you know I'm super private, Q, but
1: I mean, you know, we, if you if you touch somebody, they they gonna reach out to you, but and you can block okay. them if you don't like it. But it's no,
0: fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I am trying to, you know, be more open and receptive to kind of being this, you know, I don't know, I, in, I'm I'm an influencer. Okay, I'm a real person living in real time. Having real experiences, right? Um, but I am super private, but I'm, I'm opening it up a little bit. So um, my private Instagram right. page is I am underscore Candace Monique, and that's C A N D A C E M O N I Q U E. I am underscore Candace Monique. My podcast page, goodness, I have so many pages, is underscore T L W podcast. That stands for the Lavender Woman. So, underscore T-O-W podcast. I can be found on all podcasting networks. Um, anywhere the podcasts are casted, I am there. Um, what else? The candle business. It's about to be back on and popping, Cue, You know what I'm
1: saying? We what have
0: candles here. And freshly poured room sprays here. So, Come
1: on, Shorty. You, you got to yes. send me a care package or something. Bring me one when you come up.
0: I got you. So, yeah, I'm trying to... Um, to relaunch the, the small business, the site is still um, not quite active yet, but that will be something coming very soon, I hope. Um, what else? Um, I'm just kind of like all over the place. I do a lot of things. You know, like you said at the top of the episode, I'm like a Jamaican. So I do a lot of things. Um, there's really nothing I can't do. So, but yeah, you know, connect with me on socials. I do not have a Facebook. I do not have a Twitter. I do not have a TikTok. I'm strictly Instagram and that's it. But if you would like to hit follow, I would definitely appreciate it and I will follow you back.
1: All right. Well, CB, it's been a blessing to have you tonight again. Thank you so much for your time and effort and even you know, sharing your story and your journey in this relationship business that we're in. But um, again, look,
0: look, and if you hit follow, I'm sorry, Q. You get to see this black man loving this black woman out loud, y'all.
3: Oh, like, yeah, yeah, if you follow, absolutely, absolutely. Okay,
0: that's on the personal page, though. That's not on the podcast page. So if you mm-hmm. follow the I am underscore Candace Mooney page, you get to see it as it's happening because it real is real
1: time, real is, time. Okay. Um, but but like literally, man, I i really appreciate you, man. And again, as always, it's good to connect with my people from back, back, to, you know, back in the day. Always. So, um, you know, hopefully you felt the vibe and it's it, like even though we jumped right into it, it felt like it was like that. Like, I, I feel like we, we had like at least another hour of conversation we could have about this, right? But <clears throat> again, this is iLegacy Media Production. This is the Choir Stone, Mr. Q. I appreciate my guest, Ms. CB. Thank you so much. Um, again, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on our Facebook page for iLegacy Media. We have, oh, Jesus Christ, hold up. <clears throat> iLegacy Media on Facebook, Legacy Media. On YouTube, our legacy media or on IG. That's where you can find us. Um, and we have our own website as well, ourlegacymedia.com, where you can get links to all of those pages. So go to ourlegacymedia.com, find all those pages. Also, if you have a small business or if you're a local business that you're trying to get traction with your people, if you're trying to reach more people outside of your network and you ship products, we're your people. We have advertising packages out there for you. So, <clears throat> um, Again, I really appreciate everybody tuning in. The chat popping tonight. Shout out to Reef Music, Mikel, my producer. You know, appreciate y'all actually doing y'all thing tonight. Um, again, tomorrow night is uh, True Weights uh, show. Um, last night was a threesome show. We got Scandalous coming up. Um, we got From the Hip coming up real soon. So we have a lot of uh, podcasts coming on. And I, I think, CB, you might be going into the video podcasting yourself pretty soon, right?
0: Oh, yeah. I already decided on the platform because okay, awesome. she's been
1: dreading it, she's been dreading it, but she's got to actually gonna, she's actually gonna join the uh, video. Oh, not
0: me, I told you, I'd be behind the microphone, ugly in peace. I have on sweatpants with my hair and a ponytail. I actually have to look like something when you're on camera, cute, but anyway, um, hey, amen,
1: hey, amen. We, we all, we all, we all family though, it's all good. So,
0: you know, <laughs> they might be able to catch something with our legacy with me and the love of my life coming real soon, too. So.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, so, stay tuned for all of those things that's happening. We are our legacy media. Again, we only have one direction that we're trying to take out people is all the way up. So, again, thank you so much, sis. And, again, producer, take me out of here. We all the way up, son. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up.